I think it has definitely helped to be busy. It does mm-hmm. hit you, well, for me at least it did, the first few times after a busy day and then you come home and the house is so quiet. Like, oh, <laughs> that's when the little, like the throat starts closing up and the, the eyes start prickling a little bit, getting a little teary. We are looking forward our way, taping today in Hilliard, Ohio, and Delaware County, Ohio. Hi, this is Carol. I know you expected to hear Brett's voice, and I promise that you will, but I have a treat for our listeners today. A few weeks ago, I asked Brett how he was doing, knowing that his youngest child, Hayden, had gone off to college. The Johnson household would be empty of kids very soon. As we discuss changes at his home, I suggested that we focus on this topic for a podcast. After all, there aren't too many of us who have not experienced the transitions of kids moving in and out. So let me introduce my guest today, Brett Johnson, CEO and owner of Circle 270 Media and my co-host for this podcast program, and Brett's wife, Dr. Angie Beimer Johnson, professor of English and teacher education at Wright State University, and the founder of WordBridge Now, LLC. Brett and Angie, thank you so much for joining me today. Sure. Absolutely. Kind of weird the table's been turned. A (laughs) little. A little. (laughs) Just a little. And listeners, we are... I've got the questions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. So first, congratulations. You both have two of the greatest kids and they're pursuing their dreams. Your oldest, Madeline, graduated from Kent State University and is pursuing her dreams in social media marketing. Hayden just left for the University of Cincinnati with a direct enrollment into the College of Nursing. I remember when Hayden didn't meet my shoulder and now I don't meet his shoulder. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Each of them are, it just seemed like yesterday too, didn't it? Oh yeah. each are pursuing their dreams, but the term empty nesting is, it's, it seems like it's synonymous with grief, loneliness, and letdown. And according to, that's according to Webster and Wikipedia. But you both knew that Hayden was going to go out of town for school. So was it grief or joy that hit you first, or was it both? I don't know about joy. No. <laughs> no. No, I, you know, we may have been lucky in some sense that we got to spend uh, a good handful of years with him without Madeline because they're three to four years apart. So we got a lot of time with him solo while she was at school and also after she graduated and moved out on her own. So that may have been a blessing or a curse because we got to be closer to him over the last three or four years than it would have been real quick, Mm -hmm. just one year. But um, we did take advantage of that time though. We get to spend a lot of time with him and a lot of memories that were just between the three of us as we did and do with our daughter, too. So I think we did it right. It was still hard, of course. Um, I don't know if it was joyful necessarily, other than for me, joyful seeing him take his next step. Mm-hmm. That That mm-hmm. is big. That was big for me. Um, but, you know, for me, it was it was sorrowful, too. I mean, not sorrowful necessarily, but sad. Um uh, because it's a it's a new stage for him, exciting for him, but at the same time, it changes things for us too. I feel like for years I had been saying, "Oh, when I'm an empty nester, I'm going to blah blah blah," and right. it 
kind of hit me like a brick wall that, oh, I didn't expect to be sad. And uh, I was. <laughs> but I kept to, kept trying to remind myself that there are good things about every age. There are good things about every age. All right. Somebody, well, it, it yeah. is. It, yeah, go ahead. It, go ahead. it really is a time when you know they're, it, they're excited and you want to be excited with them. But it also is fearful. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned to me a couple of weeks before her son was leaving, she had got had a friend that told her that you're, t- you're crying for the right reasons. You're not crying because you're fearful. You're crying because it, it, you, you experienced great greatness you 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 had a great time with him you you know you're you're going to miss him for all the right reasons versus oh man he's gonna be homesick oh man that school's not gonna work for me oh all those fears it's really more of it's joy really but you know missing him with the everyday things that we used to do but we know he's in a good place we know that he's gonna do well it just comes down to it's done <laughs> one day he's here the next he's not same with with Madeline when she left one day she's here the next like oh wow we're just texting with her now that's it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for a long time yeah yep. right right so were there family traditions that you focused on or specific activities that you tried to replicate before taking him to college was there a favorite restaurant or a favorite meal at home and you know how did he react to being the focus of those activities I think we were a little more attentive about trying to say, hey, let's get some takeout and watch a movie together or trying to do things that we just normally would do. And he was about his life being a busy senior and like, okay, we need to just get some things on the calendar (laughs) and say, hey, how about let's do this on Saturday night. So um, one of the things that was kind of an impromptu, Madeline and Hayden both like the the animated show Bob's Burgers. And there was a Bob's Burgers feature film that had come out. And so one night I said, hey, let's get Five Guys Burgers and watch Bob's Burgers. And he thought that was just the best. (laughs) And then we did it again with Madeline. Yes. I mean, Hayden had a pretty busy schedule. He was involved in a lot of things at school. And um, that time was precious to him for being with his friends before they all went off on their own way. So you really did kind of have to shoehorn yourself right into his schedule didn't you for that's him, for sure we did yeah. that with yeah. uh with madeline as well too with all the her busyness as well too thinking back at that time and taking advantage of her sharing her friend's time with us and you know it just it was different with him but to at least like you said shoehorn yourself in with activities with sports that he had that we got to share those memories and and still talk about them right but i do and, remember. and brett you were able to i'm, I'm sorry you were able to uh help on the volleyball team exactly yeah yeah which was what our bonding uh moments together in regards to going to practices and such and then angie had her bonding moments and still does these um the wordle game you know the app it, it, oh. both of them do it daily so it's one of those little oh, contact yeah. you know the kind yeah. of that when it how did how fast did you get it done you know that sort of thing so <laughs> yeah um so so we all have our little things together which is great nice yeah angie we'll have to talk about wordle yes. i have to talk to you about my about my uh, percentage. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. she's rocking it nice. apparently. Yeah, I'm. T- I, well, I think I am. I don't know if anybody oh. <laughs> nice. goes anybody else. Uh. <laughs> anyway, okay. So technology has certainly changed the dynamics between parents and kids over the years. Um, 
I mean, I can remember going to school and we didn't have a telephone in the bedroom uh-huh. in my dorm the first year. So things have really changed. There's literally a 24-7 connection to your kids. What are the pros and cons of being an easy phone call when a child needs to connect to you? Um, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, how is how, Okay, so who's got the um, award for the most phone calls? Which one of you or is it Hayden calling you? Oh, boy. I, I, he has not called much no. at all. We've mostly texted. <laughs> or I yeah. talked you guys off. Or yeah. I will say, you know, like last Sunday, I said, hey, how about a how about a chat today? And so we put him on speakerphone. And usually we're, we're doing it that way, that he's on speaker while we're eating dinner. Or, yeah. you know, last Sunday when we were just hanging out and... I made sure to put my phone on vibrate, and I let him know, hey, don't call us when we're talking to Carol. <laughs> but he, Give him a yeah. shout out yeah. from me, yeah. too. Exactly. I, I guess, you know, like you, your comment about not having a phone in the dorm, I remember going to school and set certain days to call mom and dad up for the phone that was mm-hmm. in the dorm at that point in time. I, I guess it's one of those, we know that he's pretty much a text away. Madeline was always a text away that when we texted there was a comment back so it was it's it, that was enough and and is enough uh to unless there's needs to be more and he'll he'll call i mean that first week though he called about some minor things just to check home and the things we had talked about he forgot some city he was thinking about and i and when we dropped him off and and i said oh you'll remember in the middle of the night and you know and two days later he says oh that town was you know just texted back so that was yeah. that was good that he you know wanted to finish that conversation with us and i've texted him a couple of times just watched a movie said hey that movie you should watch that and he says oh well, thanks dad i will you know so <laughs> that's fine you know he he was in both kids are i think fairly independent and so we're kind of used to that um but we also know that they well, he and she—they—they they have to have their own life. They have to have their own life, and we can. We, they know where they know we're here. If they ever need to call or text, we'll, you know, whether we answer immediately, we'll get back with them. So I think that may help with the technology piece of not having that twenty-four-seven. Okay, call us on Sunday evening, seven o'clock. You know, every week because we oh, got to hear from you. Right. I. We know his schedule's busy. We know Madeline's schedule is busy. But when they talk, we have their attention. Right. We still right. have. I'm. I'm glad they haven't cut us off. <laughs> we have them on Life 360, and they have us on Life 360, which is you know kind of the locator app. And you know initially we're like, oh look, he's here on campus, but we really don't look <laughs> anymore. And um, it, and it's good for them to see for us as well. So. Yeah. Trying so to it, just letting it go. Right, right. I mean, the technology is there to use if they need it, but right, right. as opposed to it stopping them from living their life on their campus. Exactly. Right. So, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. It's, you know, so, we see that as a, as a safety net. Like, if sure. there is ever something that right. feels wrong or dangerous or, yeah. Yeah, the but, same rules apply that we had for both of them for high school. And not really rules, but suggestions and that... If you're in a bad situation, call us. If you need to, you know, mm-hmm. walk out, throw us under the bus, whatever the case might be. But make sure you you utilize the tools that you have. And that need, if that needs to be, call us, right. even though we're two hours away or three hours away or t- 15 minutes away, call us. Let us know what's going on. 
I, I remember for both of the kids at their graduation parties, me telling them, put my phone in, phone number in your oh, phone yes. in case you can't get mom and dad to call me, you know, mm, the, just so, so they kind. know they've got other people that they can, they can talk to. I think too, Madeline, I even connected Madeline with a friend of mine who lived at Kent when she was up there, yes. so who was, uh, used to work at Kent. So yeah, yeah, so it's always good to know that they've got backup and if they need it. Right. For sure. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. We appreciate Wonderful. that. Yeah. So, you know, you're both real busy folks. Um, you've got not only your positions, but community activities, professional networking. Um, has that sustained you through this transition? Um, what would you suggest other parents do to make it through such times when their family change and their stages change? I think it has definitely helped to be busy. <laughs> It does mm -hmm. hit you, well, for me at least it did, the first few times after a busy day and then you come home and the house is so quiet. Like, oh, <laughs> that's when the little, like the throat starts closing up and the, the yeah. eyes start prickling a little bit, getting a little teary. But, um, you know, it, it's, we told him he would settle in really quickly at the university mm -hmm. and he did and I'm surprised that I feel like we settled in pretty quickly, yeah. too, that it was well, maybe really hard for a couple weeks. Is, but yeah. uh, Is it easier for the second one? You sort of know what to expect after having had Madeline um, off to school. I don't know. I, I, it, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a different situation, so it's kind of hard to compare because we knew we had him still around, but she was gone, you know, so... Yeah, it, it's it's a difficult to, to answer. I, I know being busy is going to be the savior of this for sure. You know, lots of different things. And it's not busy work. It is like, okay, we get to dive right back into doing what we need to do for our own jobs and such. It certainly is a good precursor to retirement. <laughs> that yes. when one thing, one thing yes. stops, you need to have something else going on. It, it's kind of an. Uh, I, I can been, attest to that. I've been doing yeah. a lot of compare and contrast to that. It's like, yeah, and you hear a lot of people, you know, oh, yeah, I retire next year. What are you going to do? It's like, I don't know. It's like, oh, boy, you need to figure something mm -hmm. out. So I think a lot of that was, I think we thought about this, too, is, okay, when he's gone, what do what can we do now that we don't have to keep watching the clock and get back for him or he's got practice? we got to be, you know, for right. that. So. It actually has given us the luxury of time to give a little bit more here and do a little bit more there and just go walk the dog and take him to a park rather than around the neighborhood. Yeah, th those sorts of things that would take extra time mm -hmm. that we knew we didn't really have. So I think it's it's a readjustment of time, understanding uh, each other's, uh, you know, what we each other have to do. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's um, it's not been that difficult, to at least for us, not that difficult to transition, luckily, for staying busy staying busy mm -hmm. and, and helping that fill the void one of the I, things for me was it felt like it, it was less about the physical house being emptier but I felt like I was suddenly catapulted into a whole next phase of life that I wasn't really thinking about I remember I had to go to some other town for an errand and I drove by one of the schools where Hayden had played a game and and I just thought it just hit me like a brick wall. I think I've said that more than once here today, but um, I am not a parent of a school-aged kid anymore. I, mm -hmm. wow, 
okay, that, of course, of course, you know that, but it just kind of felt like, wow, the next time I'm cheering for somebody may be a grand kid or something. <laughs> I just feel like I just like, <laughs> boom, go. like really catapulted into this next yeah. phase of life. And wow. So it's been making me think of things in terms of you know, what's my real purpose? What do I really want to do with my life? And in education, we talk about backwards planning that if you're doing a big project, you need to know where do you want them to be at the end? And then what do you need to teach them to be able to do that mm-hmm. well and plan backwards? And I kind of feel like, all right, we need to, I need to do that for myself, look at the end of my life and then go back and think. So there's been a lot of introspection, which has kind of come with some anxiety, I think, because I was so busy before with work and kids and your brain just doesn't have time to do a lot of thinking about that. So um, not in a terribly bad way, but, you know, it's been opening my eyes to some different things that I want to think about now. I I think that's a really good lesson that even if you think you've prepared for a life change, it's not going to be exactly what you had assumed it was going to be. That's uh, my my uh, yeah, my story is uh, I hadn't planned to retire, and but I left a position, and then COVID hit. So I guess I've retired. Mm, <laughs> so right. you you just don't know. But you know, Angie, too. I think that things are a little different for moms today than they were forty years ago because moms are working. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when when a mom who hadn't been working, her job was full time mom at home. And suddenly there was nobody at home. That's a huge change. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. having something on your schedule is better than nothing on your schedule. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. Well, um, as I mentioned early on, I had uh, was talking to Brad about this empty nesting issue, and I had read a column by Connie Schultz, who is a uh, retired editor and writer for the. Cleveland Plain Dealer, and she's currently a columnist for USA Today. She wrote a a column on the changes that she went through when her children went off to college. A comment that she made really struck me, and let me quote her. Not to make it all about us, parents, meaning parents, but what about us? Once they're gone, then what? Um, And that quote really hit me. Mm -hmm. So my questions to you first Maybe parents do need to make this about them. After all, the kids have been the focus for years. And second, so what now? How do you fill that void? It's a good question and a good thought. We tend to, yeah, it's for years, focusing on the kids, focusing on the kids. It's not not to the lack of self-care, but you know, it almost becomes a habit forming that you know that certain days of the week are going to be this and and, and get used to that. So, yeah, I, I think there's something to that that it yeah, what about us? Why not make it focus on us, you know, the, the, this transition. Um, but, you know, Angie's been making a comment too and, and and I think it's a good way of looking at this is just it's just a continual evolution. It's a mm-hmm. continual change. So what is it this month? What is it this week? What do you want to do? You're allowed to do that. Don't feel that, don't play any guilt into this that just because for, you know, 16, 17, 18 years, you've been focusing on, and maybe more because with two kids, 
uh, all that time's been on them. Well, now it's time for you. I, I, I still go back to what I mentioned earlier. You probably need to be thinking about that day mm-hmm. when you drop them off and you drive back. We, on purpose, I wanted all of us to be in the same car going down, dropping him off, and for me to be with Angie on the drive back. I didn't want us taking mm-hmm. two separate cars. And it wasn't difficult at all. I, now, dropping off Madeline and coming back from Kent State was hard. We did have to. Mm-hmm. That was hard. Two vehicles. Yeah. 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 So that long drive back home by yourself. Right. I just didn't huh. want want that to happen. So mm-hmm. I, you know, so I think having us together was 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 good then. But I, yeah, you know, filling the void. I don't. I I think it's you know I I would suggest planning ahead. Really thinking about okay when. September rolls around, what is going to happen? What do you want to do? How, even if it's day by day, week by week, what do you want to do and and pursue it? Mm-hmm. Well, we, and it's really not only for you individually, but for, for you as a couple too. Right, right, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have been, you know, of course, believing in the power of language. I was refusing to say empty nest. I, I was saying mm-hmm. different. We are differently nesting we're bringing in Mm -hmm. different people (laughs) into our nest and we will have to have you over carol we just um, (laughs) have we have life for many years had pretty much just been our little nuclear family and Mm -hmm. now i mean one of the first weeks after hayden was back at at school we went to brunch for the first time in eons mm-hmm. you know we used to go to brunch mm-hmm. with friends after church on sunday mornings and there for the first few weeks like oh my gosh we're more social than we have been in the past <laughs> decade <laughs> I mean, yes um, yeah so you know and last weekend for labor day we invited madeline to come over for dinner and we we said hey you know if your friend wants to come invite her too and then she said oh okay hey can can her roommate come too she's feeling homesick I'm like yeah sure come on over and what about my other friend I'm like sure she's welcome too but uh, <laughs> so so that's been that's been fun we just again I think Brett's hit the nail on the head being intentional about it putting stuff on the calendar and just saying okay we're gonna do this and So it sounds like the message is to plan as opposed to be sad. Amen. Just plan and... (laughs) It will help you get through it. It will help you get through it for sure. Yeah, exactly. And and, and Angie makes a good point too. And I, you know, we may be anomaly to this, but, you know, our social circle wasn't that large. So you do have to refocus on that. Okay, who do we go out with? to dinner with or have them over for a cookout or you know and and we knew we'd have some volleyball families that we can go to commiserate with <laughs> you know they, they're missing their kids as well too and and we grew really tight with them over the last two or three years so mm-hmm. so we know um we're giving them a few weeks too to kind of <laughs> settle down and, and get, feel their way uh since their their kids have gone too but to get get with them so but it's but you know it's been a real luxury to be able to say yes let's go do this and but but it is get it on the calendar though to say yeah we're going to mm-hmm. do this um this 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 day uh what evening do we have available to do that and just no more work no more other stuff carve it out do it and that's it i think well, that's one of the things with that we noticed with covid that 
know, we both work home part-time-ish anyway, but when COVID hit, of course, we were here all the time, and it became really easy to just work nonstop. And, right. you know, we have too many days that it's work, 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 right up until it's time to go to bed. Like, okay, yeah. now, again, we're having a potential about saying, all right, we're going to stop. <laughs> we're going to relax and do something this evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's not an early bedtime anymore, right? You can the kids aren't there, so you can uh, do go and do something, go to a movie in the middle of the week right. and not think a thing of it. Oh, so yeah, exactly. Very good, very good. Um, so we we're talking, we've been talking about the kids leaving. So let's switch our focus here a little bit and talk about boomerang kids. <laughs> um, it's been a hot topic for years. Kids who just keep coming back home. Um, However, even if they do come back home, it's really not the same. They've tasted their freedom. Um, There's no putting that genie back into the bottle. How do you see your role as a parent changing once the kids are sort of quote unquote of age? And um, what do you think uh, Hayden's perception is now of home since becoming an adult? Hmm. He has not been home yet, so <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll we'll wait and see. I I like to think um, Richard Rohr is a is a theologian and just mm-hmm. philosopher that I really really respect, and he has some audios that are called "The Art of Letting Go," and oh. I keep thinking about that in terms of Hayden and the kids, and I remember my my mom saying this too, that my grandparents used to say this, like, well, even if it's not the choice I would have made, you have to let it go. And I'm like, okay, Uh you really do. You have to let it go and keep it. It's in an odd way. Sometimes I feel guilty, like, shouldn't I still be doing more to help them? Shouldn't I? And then I think, no, this is, this is it. This is them becoming an adult and let it go. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, I think that the the coming home piece of it, I I, I was thinking about this the other day about when I came home and I remember uh, feeling great coming home. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. You know, you get to see mom and dad again and and my sister at home and such. And then I remember that after a couple of days that that I got to get out of (laughs) here. I want to go back. Really? The independence mm, kind of really? kicked in going, mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 my routine is now at school. And, mm-hmm. and summer vacations were were hard because you're. I just felt that adultness coming on. So I, I, I'm going to be cognizant that he may be feeling the same way when he comes home. He may feel that anxiousness, I guess, that just – He's fidgeting all over, possibly, or just can't figure out what's going on. I, I'm, I'm at home. I should feel great. I should feel comfortable. I should be happy here. It's like, you're getting ready for that next stage. It's the natural thing to want to be independent. And you tasted independence for four months. And you did great with right. it. All of a sudden, we're asking you to live under our rules again. <laughs> and so we're going to have to be cognizant of the, of, of the rules, per se. Right. We've never been that rule heavy, but it's still living under somebody else's roof where he was living independently that whole time, that he could go to bed when he wanted to. He could leave dishes out if he wanted to, that sort of thing. So um, we're, there's probably going to be a little adjustment over the long break that we'll have with him. Coming home for a day or two, 
probably not much. He'll, he'll be way too busy doing things and such. But I think that first time home over the holidays will be um, an awakening for him and awakening for us. We'll see some differences in him, I'm sure. I hope we do. I hope we see some more independence from him and him growing up a little bit. That's going to be exciting to see that, even just yeah. that short amount of time. And he was oh, already sure. a, a mature kid, really. But just to see him continue to grow, that's going to be fun to see. Hayden is such a quiet kid. It's going to be interesting to see <laughs> after he's been out on his own how that will change. Right. You know, that that's so funny because I often had that perception of him, too, like at school. Like, oh, he's probably pretty quiet. And I remember one of his teachers looked at me like, no, he's always talking. He's always, and you know, seeing him on like the volleyball court, he's like the loudest one there. And you know, he was really? a co-captain, but he definitely was one of the loudest ones. He was one of the announcers for one of the homecoming activities for the, their, you know, their high school of whatever it is, mm-hmm. almost two thousand or so. Right. So right. it it, yeah. it is funny, isn't it, that uh, he kind of conveys this quiet self-assurance i think but like no, he does he's he, does. he gets chatty but um, <laughs> that funny yeah. oh yeah. my gosh yeah angie something that you just said too about fear not i don't want to call that fear but your concern that you should be doing more mm. one of the ideas that i didn't really ask in a question to you formally but hit me as we started talking um is there a concern about a parent realizing that a kid's making a mistake, such as he decided to go to UC as opposed to the other schools that he had looked at, or he's doing great, he's real excited about nursing, but how about if it becomes really apparent that nursing's just not going to be what he's going to do? There are Mm -hmm. a lot of different things that kids get into at school that could be mistakes. How is that sitting in the back of your mind? And have you thought about, I mean, is I guess it's an extension of what you went through when he was in high school with the notion of um, getting a driver's license, having Mm -hmm. his car, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We talked a lot to him uh, and maybe to an extent that he was thinking we were questioning his decision to go to nursing school. But it was one of those, you know, be honest with yourself. If this becomes too Mm -hmm. hard. Well, make, not make even a too shift, hard, but, but it's just, it's just that clicking. And it's not for you, yeah. especially with right. um, the, the university itself. And, you know, you made the choice. It's okay. That's what you felt comfortable with. Go for it. But if there's just something, it's not clicking. It's it's too big of a university, or you feel like you've getting lost in in, in the numbers of it, or uh, whatever the situation might be. Keep it open. You know, keep talking about this because it's it's never too late. You don't want to go two to three years into it and say, I probably should have gotten out of here a couple of years ago. Be mm-hmm. honest about it. So I, we had those discussions. You know, the degree itself, he did a lot of research about going into this. A lot of research. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it surprised both Angie and me about what he chose. Not that we had any preconceived notion of where he was going to go or what he was going to do. But the amount of time he took in in watching videos and and, uh, uh, interviewed one or two nurses about this, I believe, uh, he did his homework. So I think he's on the right path to understanding what what this is going to mean. Well, and shout out Mm -hmm. to uh, in the college planning experts with Juliana Smith, his we had worked with 
friends of ours, Alex and Aaron Green. It's it's their business, and they really guided him to mm-hmm. look into doing all of this research. And I remember asking him something about nursing that he was thinking about being a certified nurse practitioner. And I said, oh, you know, how is that different from being a physician assistant? And I, I don't know if he has this accurate or not, but I thought it made some sense to me. He said, I think of a certified nurse practitioner as being more about treating the person and having that relationship and a physician assistant as being more of treating the symptoms. So hopefully I'm not alienating some listeners. or You'll be getting some notes saying that's not it at all. But the, <laughs> the, <that's> okay. <laughs> the fact that he was looking at I, I want to have connections with with people. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things that I was thinking about on the, it's funny, now that some time has passed, we're on um, recording on sep- in September now, and initially there was a lot of, oh, did I do this right? Oh, should I have done more as a parent? And like, wow, that, that was heavy for a while. And kind of gotten away from that fortunately but man and and we know like we think a lot of our kids and we think that not necessarily due to anything that we've done per se but they are just wonderful people and Mm -hmm. it you know wow it's easy to say did I do enough and for not ever doing this before we did pretty well (laughs) (laughs) well, so that was part of our conversation when I said to be an empty nester for the two of you is, I mean, those kids are phenomenal and oh, you're very you. lucky, yes, uh, we but are. they're very yeah. lucky too. Um, but, <laughs> you. you know, when you think about kids are under a lot of pressure, not just to be successful in school, but, oh, I have to have a job when I graduate and, oh, I can't, you know, I don't want to have debt and I don't want this and I, you know, I can't right. be a failure and on and on and on. And a lot of that actually got started when they were in high school mm-hmm. with that progression of, I have to, I have to, I have to. And what that does is keeps them from really making good decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went, um, when I was working at Ohio State, I actually was taking a class and I met a young woman who was taking this and was an accounting class, just a wonderful young person. And she was working full-time and going to school full-time because she had to pay her own tuition. Mm-hmm. And she was making a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, she could not handle that heavy of a schedule and there was no help, no convincing her otherwise. So it, it, to see a student fail because they're not, they're feeling um, boxed in right. is right. really, mm-hmm. really difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, we, we were lucky in that we, for both Hayden and Madeline, we did use uh, college planners. We, it helped us get through this. I couldn't imagine going through, if nothing else, senior year for all the deadlines that come up every month mm-hmm. that there's the pressure to to write. There's the pressure of you've got to have this in at this time. you got to have this in at this time. you got to follow up to make sure it's there. I can only imagine if you're doing it on your own and all of a sudden may come or what is the official signing date uh, march or whatever it might be it's may 1st or may 1st yeah may 1st that all of a sudden it is done and you've done you know parents and the kids have done all this work and there's nothing left it's like preparing for a wedding you get married Mm -hmm. it's like okay done 
you know, so it was it was nice right. to have, a pro, you know, professional planners helping us with every stage of the game of research. And it goes to your question, Carol, about uh, not to question, not to worry about where what they've chosen and where they've gone. I think it helps a lot to vet everything out about the major, about the school mm-hmm. um, and, and what they plan on doing in their life. I think that helps with the pressures of got to get a job, got to pay for the for the debt that they'll get themselves under. Uh, I, I think some pre-planning helps a lot. I think some schools are doing better than others probably in helping them and the parents too. I think uh, a lot of focus is on the students to help them get through it and it should be on their part because it is their choice ultimately when it comes down to it. Um, but I think the parents' role in it is m- maybe needs to be lifted up a little bit, <laughs> so that you know it's kind of a joint effort <laughs> to to help everybody well, when, out. When you th- when you think about it, coming up with a co- a, a college planner is a huge thing to do. So it mm-hmm. it almost seems like it's one more task. But in actuality, if you could get through that and do that well, oh, yeah. then it's going to make all the rest of it so much easier. Will, good good will. point it for will. our yeah. listeners. Yeah. Great. So have you actually had an opportunity to talk about these transitions with other parents and had it learned any reactions from them? And is anybody having a difficult time or is it, uh, are there some who are literally rejoicing that the kids are gone? <laughs> you know, I think the grad parties, because Hayden was one of 13 seniors on his volleyball team. So we went yeah. to a lot of grad parties and it was wonderful. <laughs> yes. But it it was interesting that people who had not yet gotten to their last person, like, woohoo, like one down, two to go, or, you know, oh, only eight more years <laughs> until for, for some, <laughs> for some, there's a big spread. Um, so if it, it feels like it's everybody is really looking forward to it, like I was. And then, I don't know, the people who it really is your last one, they're, you know, people were saying, hey, let's be sure to go to dinner. And yes, yes, sure. let's do. Right. Yes. So I, I think there was a mix. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, you really can't put your fingers on the emotions you're going to feel until you drop off your kid. Mm-hmm. You just don't. So at the graduation party, it's still they're kind of in school. They're seeing people. They're seeing all the time, and and all of a sudden September rolls around and it's not anymore. Mid August. Mid August. Really. August fifteenth yes. was when we right moved him in. So I don't know whether you know the parents that we saw and talked with. It'll be interesting when we get around back with them for dinners, lunches, whatever it might be, and how they're feeling now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and we will be cognizant of, you know, making sure we ask the question because obviously we're at a different stage than a lot of them are. Uh, we, I don't think we're necessarily the older parents per se, but uh, we were one of the few that had, that was it. You know, a lot of them had other kids mm-hmm. coming this and a lot of them was their first mm-hmm. going. So, you know, you saw them talking and tearing up right then. You know that they were almost dreading that. Again, I think it was joyful tears, but it's it was going to be pull that bandaid off fast. <laughs> you know, so right. so it'll be interesting when we get back with them to see how things are going. We haven't heard anything from them or a hey, can we talk? <laughs> you know, anything like that, sure. uh, which I think is good. Um, so they, you know, whether they're, we're part of their support system or not, um, I think um, I, I, I think. They, it, it, it will be interesting. Let's put it that way. 
to see how everybody's going through that transition. Well, you brought up that well, hey. Band-Aid, Brett, and it's, to me, like the week before moving was just the worst. It was, you know, for it's, some reason. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, just yeah. rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. And, and it's know, getting and all the stuff that's like, needed. Okay, it's bag, done. Boxed now up, bagged up. Now yeah. we're good. We're yeah. moving on. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. The well, Hayden is at a school. Yes, yes. Hayden is at a school that is well known for co-op programs and internships. And so Mm -hmm. those kids are often not home for nearly the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that uh, he's the empty nesting may uh, be permanent (laughs) if he doesn't do that. Well, and, you know, we're for both Madeline and Hayden, too. I just thought about this, too. We were in driving distance for both of them. So we could eat. And we did for Madeline. We'd go up to uh, to Kent and and have an early lunch, you know, drive up, Uh drive back. We can do the same for him. Now, whether if he were two or three or five states away, Mm -hmm. this might be a little different conversation. It could right. be on both sides sure. because mm-hmm. there is that safety and, okay, I'm only a couple hours away. And that and that's a nice, safe two hours. You're not going to go every weekend or come home every weekend. Right. But five right. Sta- five states away, mm-hmm. that you're there. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. there. And mom and dad aren't I, coming, but maybe for the holiday or parents weekend. Right. So when it might, yeah, yeah, the conversation could be a little different. So, you know, I guess we have to wear those glasses <laughs> and knowing that we're pretty close to him. Uh, right. And and, right. and we were with Madeline, too. Yeah. So, Angie, you're working with college students every day. What advice did you give Hayden to ease his transition from living at home to being an independent college student? Were there some things that you've learned from your own students? The piece about making sure to change your major if you're not happy. You know, I've had as an academic advisor as well as faculty members we have a lot of students who transfer in from other colleges or from community college, but I also have a lot of people who change their majors pretty like dramatically from exercise science to now I'm going to be a middle and high school English teacher or from nursing to English. And mm-hmm. you know, so that was one of the big things to say, like, don't be concerned that you're going to be super far behind. You can catch up through the summers if you need to I think he's going to be enjoying this major and that that was one of those pieces he said well what do you not think that this is a good choice for me and I said no that's mm-hmm. not it just you don't know until you get into it um, I didn't realize I was actually like giving the sales advice at the time more of like the the poking and prodding when we were ordering on trying to order textbooks and it's a system that I don't know and I don't see things from the student view and you know I told him I said okay you have you have a separate academic advisor who's not faculty and I said you need to email her and ask this question and he kind of I rolled and you know like <laughs> I'm not gonna I said come on just just email her and thank goodness he did because Oh, there were some things about clickers and subscriptions. And we were like, okay, you need one clicker and a subscription for each class? Or do you need, you know, what exactly do you need? So she gave us a ton of information and that was just huge. So I definitely encouraged him, talk to your professors, (laughs) go to their office hours, you know, um, talk to your advisors. I just heard at a faculty meeting 
about like inclusive language in your syllabus, and they used inclusive in a way that I hadn't really thought about before, and that is simply that as professors, we often write our, our syllabi for other people like us to understand that they our dean talked about doing a syllabus swap, and they were each like chopping up each other's syllabi and saying, well, I know what you mean by this, but is a student going to know what you mean by this? Exactly. And one of the biggest things that I'm like, oh, gosh, I will, I will make do this differently. I was, well, actually, Brett and I were both first generation college students. And if you don't know what office hours are, that there were some students who thought office hours meant that's when you're not to bother me. That's when I'm in my office doing oh. the stuff that I need to do to prepare for class. And so oh they said, well, maybe switch it to like success, student success hours or something. And I thought, well, maybe like open door hours or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. That And yeah, if you, if you don't know, they always say you don't know what you don't know. So, right. And we right. don't know you what know, they oh don't gosh. know. <laughs> That is so true. You know, the other thing, I was an academic advisor and a career advisor at Ohio mm -hmm. State, and I get so tired of parents telling me, well, my kid went to the advisor and they didn't help him at all, or, well, my kid got to career services and they didn't. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, they have to go a little prepared. Mm -hmm. They have to come up with their list of questions and their list of needs. But believe me, I've done those jobs, and there is a ton of Stuff we could do to help students. Yes. And I really don't believe that that career advisor, or academic advisor completely did not help. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And the student has to listen. Right. They may not like what they're hearing from their advisor and they have to listen and figure it out. Right. But use right. those services. They're free on campus. Yes. Especially career yes. services. This is my shout out to any parent who is listening, get your kid to use career services. It's free mm -hmm. because, boy, once they're looking at a professional career counselor after school, it is expensive. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. use Absolutely. the services as you can. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Shout out for yeah. writing centers, too. <laughs> exactly. Go to the writing exactly. center. Yes. Right. Any tutoring help, any, you know, mm -hmm. math assistance, whatever. Right. Right. Absolutely. There are lots of services on those campuses. We're really lucky in Ohio. We have good, solid state universities with mm -hmm. really good student services. Yes. Um, you figure they want your kid to be successful. That is good for them for Absolutely. the kids to be successful. Right. So. Absolutely. Cool. Well, so Angie just answered that question. So Brett, how about if you start this next one? We always ask our guests if they have any last words of wisdom um, they would like to add to the show. I can't believe we're already <laughs> almost finished mm -hmm. here. Um, do you have any suggestions or advice for our listeners today? Probably reiterating a little bit of what I said earlier, but maybe adding as well to is really enjoy that last year. You know, make sure you're part of their lives as much as you can, because again, they're going to start to become a little bit more independent. They're now seniors. They've got their car. They're borrowing the car. They're going to parties. They're yeah, doing yeah. all the sporting events and all the stuff that they can. So try to be a part of that. Know that there is an end to this, even if you have to mark it on the calendar or whatever. And speaking of the calendars, you know, really track what is due so it doesn't catch you by surprise. Mm -hmm. Be a part, even though maybe your student wants to do it on their own, still help them because it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming to get into a school. And I think also as a parent, 
and there's lots of little pieces of advice, but uh, you know, become involved in how and what they're choosing to do in their career. Just listen to them, let them talk it out, and maybe it, maybe college is not for them, and maybe it's a tech Very school. True. But help them work it out. Let them talk it out without you dictating or slightly suggesting they go this direction or that direction. Um, it's their life. You've given them the base of it. Let them go where they need to go and enjoy the ride because it, it ends mm-hmm. very quickly. <laughs> it ends very quickly. And then it becomes another train that you ride with them from a distance. But you get to ride that one, though, too. Uh, but the more you're involved in that year or two before they leave, the more you're going to become involved when they're there at university. Right. Right. Angie, mm-hmm. do you have some words of wisdom, too? I think I said this earlier, too, but just reminding yourself that there are good things at every age. And I think that I started thinking about this when they were like babies into toddlers. <laughs> Like, oh, they were so sweet before they started. (laughs) Before they started to walk over. Right, (laughs) exactly. But, um, you know, really thinking about, so what is the gift of now? And, you know, what is the gift of now that, okay, now I can give myself a reasonable amount of sleep each night or, um, you know. So I'm like, okay, I may be sad about this, but... I can get better rest. So, all right, positives and negatives to everything. All right. We have a neighbor down the street that was uh, always walks his kids to school. Uh, the, the elementary school is right around the corner from us. And we were talking about uh, us dropping Hayden off. And, of course, he was saying, oh, yeah, that first day. I mean, all summer long. I love having the kids here. And then that first day of school, that just nothing to do. I, I'm just sitting around. I'm crying. <laughs> you know, so, you know, but, but, he, but you know what? He's enjoying yeah. it now. He is. It will be very hard for him as it progresses, but I think he'll he'll grasp it. But it's but boy, he is enjoying the now. Mm-hmm. He truly is enjoying the now. So which which is um, uh, something we get too busy sometimes to notice to to really do that. Um, it goes way too fast because it, it was so odd when he started school and, and Madeline started school that they you know they start labeling them. Oh, they're the class of. <laughs> And, and, and it seems so 2022 and like, oh my gosh that's forever <laughs> yeah. and then you, of course you start putting that that date into how old you are at the time too and going oh my oh, yeah. gosh I'm going to be that old when he graduates and of course it seems like you're going to be ancient but then it comes like well I'm cool with that I'm, I'm good but uh, it, it yeah you hear that graduation date the class of when they're kindergartners in first grade and you go wow that's forever and it's like it's not he goes pretty mm-hmm. quickly he goes pretty quickly and but that's that's okay. And, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. 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 And college is going to go quickly, and then there's another yeah. transition. And yeah. Yep. Very good. Yep. Very right. good. Thank you so much for being willing to talk to me about this huge change in your lives. Sure. I, and, and it's. Uh, I know that there are going to be some listeners out there who are going to, um, in some ways, dread hearing this because their little ones are going to be growing up fast, but others who are going to appreciate knowing they're not the only ones having these feelings. Mm-hmm. So that, that's right. phenomenal. So thank you again for your you're willingness to uh, bear it all. And listeners, thank you for joining us. We are looking forward to hearing your feedback on this and any of our podcast episodes. Thank you again. <laughs>